What's up guys, Mike Lewis here, and welcome to the Mike Lewis Podcast. If you guys want to keep up with me on social media, you can follow me on Instagram at Mike Lewis Official, and you can follow me on Twitter at MikeLew52, it's where most of my updates come. If you're enjoying my content, give me a like and a subscribe, and without further ado, let's just dive right into this episode. Alrighty, Janelle, thank you for taking the time out and coming on the show today. How are you doing? I'm well. Thank you for having me. I feel like welcome back might be a more appropriate term to use here because now you're just kind of reinvigorating yourself after all these years. How does it feel? Uh, you know, it, it feels so surreal. I mean, to be honest with you, I would never imagine ever going back to this game, especially at, you know, 39 years old. Um but yeah, it's such an amazing thing. It's such an amazing opportunity. I mean, how awesome for Bunin and Murray MTV, Mark Long, to bring back some of the OGs to come back and do this crazy thing we call the challenge. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask how much of a whirlwind it's been. Because, I mean, when I think of, like, reality TV and, like, the real world, I really think of, like, the golden days when it was, like, probably around, like, you know, you could be even point back to, like, the 90s. But I'd say, like, during your time period where Key West was airing, like, in the mid-2000s, like, that's yeah. what I think of when I think of, like, the peak of, like, good reality TV. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because, like, mainstream media and, like, social media wasn't, like, a thing, like, when you guys were coming up. And so now it's kind of weird now with you guys as now considered OGs, for lack of a better term. Now you're coming back to this universe with the new added press and social media. Is that like something that's been uh, kind of giving you a little bit of time to adjust to now with the added press or? You know, uh, that's actually a great question. Um, So when I got asked to do All Stars, I really started to think if I wanted to expose my life, so to speak, to the public because my social media accounts, Instagram account and Facebook account have been private uh, since I started my accounts. I just always wanted that privacy once I decided not to do any more reality TV shows, not to do any more challenges. Um, But I really sat and debated and thought hard and I opened my accounts and then I want to say maybe a month after opening my accounts, and this was before we started filming the challenge, the all-stars. Um, I was like, no, I'm going to close my account. I don't, I really love my privacy. I'll do the show, but I still want to go back to like my norm. Uh, but after doing the show, it kind of occurred to me that that wasn't reality, that people really want to see what's going on in your life. They want to know. So I did decide to keep my Instagram account or I decided to open up my Instagram account and make that public for people. And then my Facebook account, I've left private just for like family and friends. And I mean, I post the same amount of stuff, but if I decide to post, you know, certain things that I feel like only friends should see, I at least want to have that like availability to do that. But yeah, it's been crazy. I mean, I feel like from the minute that people found out that I was going to be doing this show, like I was getting a bunch of private messages and, you know, people would just like reach out to me and they were clearly excited about it. And I was like, wow, you know, people are really into this whole like idea of like 
all-stars and OG players like coming back to do the challenge. It's it was honestly a surprise to me to see and it's it's very exciting. Hey, especially in this case, challenge fans, they love their nostalgia like and like shocking returns are like what they live for. So like seeing you kind of like resurface like that, I, I I'll be honest, like, you know, I wasn't even expecting it because I think you I did see, you know, you were private for like a while, like after your last stint on the show. Like it seemed like you uh, I don't want to say went off the grid, so to speak, but we're just living kind of like a low key kind of reserved kind of, yeah. you know, way of yeah. going about things, I guess you can say. When did you first hear about the show like uh, the OG show? So I actually was contacted, um, I want to say maybe it was like a month before they started filming season one. Oh, um, wow. And, I, and actually, I might have been contacted prior to that. I just happened to see this Instagram private message from one of the producers. And um, I was like, is this even real? I had to reach out to another castmate just to make sure. Actually, I, I reached out to Johnny Bananas and I was like, do you know this person? And he's like, yeah, that's a real ca casting, you know, one of our talent people. And I'm like, okay. So um, anyways, they reached out for me then, but it was just too crazy. I'm, I'm a surgical nurse. So, you know, with that, and then also I just had a baby. There was just, it was just too much going on at that time for me to try to do a challenge so soon. Um, yeah, but that's when I first heard about this idea of them doing the challenge and bringing the OGs. And then after watching it, I was like, oh, okay, I have to go back and do one of these. <laughs> yeah, what what was like the driving force? Cause I mean, if you kind of took that break, there had to have been something that like kicked in, you know, after being private for all those years, like something had to register to where you're like, I think I want to go back. I'll tell you what it was. So when I did the gauntlet two, um, which was the last challenge that I did, I really thought in my mind that I was going to be doing more challenges. Like I knew that I was going to come back and I was going to dominate this game in my mind. Like that's what I was like. I know I'm a good competitor. I know I'll do well in challenges. I'm going back and I'm going to play more games. But at the same time, I did realize that I needed a career, at least for me, I didn't see the challenge as an opportunity to like drive a career. So I decided to go back to school for nursing and I was thinking, okay, I'll go back to school for nursing. I'll get my foot in the door. work kind of like part-time, but also like still do challenges. So I said no to a bunch of challenges. And then eventually I kind of stopped hearing from the producers. And then I graduated nursing school and I was like, okay, I'm ready. Let's get back into it. And actually, that was when they were casting for uh, Battle of the Seasons 2. Oh, yeah. Me, Johnny, Paula, and Tyler all got the call. So, And I was physically in probably the peak shape of my life because I had been training with the mindset that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into a challenge. So I was doing everything I knew that I needed to do to run a final. And um, <clears throat> then I, we all got the call. So we're like, okay, good. We're, we're on. Then we were waiting and waiting and we were hearing we were getting waitlisted. And I, and then we heard that they were putting together these weird groups of people. And we're like, why are we getting casted? 
Well, we knew why we weren't getting casted. Johnny, Tyler, and Paula had just won challenges. So I think in their mind, the idea of casting a bunch of winners may not have been a very interesting we might we we as a group may not have been a very interesting or accepted cast you know because people don't want to see the same people win time and time again yeah so um which i think was a mistake to be honest but that's just my personal opinion um but it would have been an opportunity for me to get back into the challenge world since that opportunity didn't happen um, and I'm sure you guys know this. Once you start saying no to a certain amount of, of, uh, calls for casting, you've pretty much dropped yourself from doing shows. So I pretty much had dropped myself from doing shows. And then when we didn't get casted for, uh, you know, season two of, um, a battle of the seasons, it was pretty much done at that point. So that's when I went into really sort of focusing on in on my career. Then I met my husband. Then I had my kids. And then, you know, that's where that's where I've been at to this point. So I just think that, um, you know, life just kind of took its course. But it wasn't for lack of interest. Mm. I would have loved to go, I would have loved to been able to balance a nursing career and do more challenges because I actually really loved the challenges. But it, for me, it just didn't pay enough to be able to, and but and then not even just pay enough, but I really wanted to have that to fall back on so that when I did decide, okay, I'm done, 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 I had a career. And I'm not like 40 years old with like nothing to show for myself, but a challenge resume, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, well. uh, yeah. I'm glad you talked about that, though, because, like, for a very long time, that Battle of the Seasons Team Key West rumor's been floating around. I even had, uh, I've even seen places fans were speculating, like, thinking that maybe you were the one that, like, dropped out, and that's why we didn't get oh, it. Man, I am so happy that I could be here to set the record straight, because yeah. we were, I mean, I'm not even going to lie, I'll give a little insight. We were nearly begging to do it. Well, at least I was, but, like, all of us were, like, why aren't we getting casted? Why aren't we getting casted? We would talk about it. Me, Johnny, Tyler, Paula. We'd like, why aren't we getting, why, why don't they want us? We were so devastated by it. And then when we found out that they had like combined, I want to say it was like Vegas. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then maybe San Diego or something like that. Well, they started throwing people that weren't weren't even on fresh meat that came from like a spring break challenge just to get the cast like Yeah. And they yeah. literally had us. They literally had us. And who knows if we would have won? I mean we probably would have. I, I would say you guys probably would have won. <laughs> I mean, we are the most winning season of the challenge when it I comes mean, collectively as a group. No. Yeah, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I just wanted to throw the stats out. Um, if you guys would have formed that team, you would have had a collective, if I'm correct here, Johnny would have had four just by himself. And at that point, Tyler had two and Paula had one and you had one. Mm -hmm. So there's the math. And I mean, 
that season was full of like a bunch of like rookie teams, I believe. And I think that's the demographic they were going with for that. There was like an experiment season, I would want to say, you know, just to see where they were at. Yeah. Which I mean, again, I think it's unfortunate looking back. I, if honestly, I think if they were to have had the opportunity to do that over again, I I have a feeling they would have casted us honestly, but I think that, um, over time, and this is just a personal opinion, they've seen the value in the people versus the wins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they know that, um, hold on one second. Let me just text my husband that Okay. the baby's waking up. I hear the monitor in our room. Sorry. No this is real life right here, guys. <laughs> I can cut this out. You're good. Okay. Okay. Sorry about that. So uh, again, I think that people or I should say viewers see the value in cast members versus wins. I mean, granted if, someone won maybe three times in a row maybe they would say okay next season we're gonna we're gonna lay off but I think that there's obviously an ongoing story and that's what makes the real world or that's what makes the challenge so awesome and I think so unique is that we have these ongoing alliances and relationships that you expect to see when you're tuning into the next season Mm. right yeah. So, um, I think I think for that reason they may have they may have reconsidered the decision to, to cast us, but who knows? Just my opinion. Was that like that was supposed to be your last hurrah, right? In your eyes. Which one? The Battle of the Seasons one. If you would have did that. No, that that would have been my way of getting back in because oh. taking a break to do nursing school. And I had just finished nursing school. Mm-hmm. So I had, I did gauntlet. Then they called me for whatever those seasons that came after it, the Island, the duel, whatever, whatever. Um, or let me just clarify. I did gauntlet three. And then they called me for those following seasons. Um, and I was in nursing school and I didn't know if I was going to be able to get back into doing the challenges, but because they were doing battle of the seasons, it would have been an, a great opportunity for me to, I was always open to going back to doing more challenges. It's just for me personally, I wanted to set up a career. Yeah. I wouldn't have said that that was my last hurrah. Anything it would have been my opportunity to kind of get myself back into doing some challenges. Yeah. I mean, there's not too many people that could uh, parlay a real world uh, stint into a career in reality TV. I can't really quite pinpoint who did that. Um <laughs> Yeah. No, it's Johnny. I'm just joking. Yeah. Johnny Johnny's a one of a kind. I'm I'm amazed at the career he's been able to make for himself. I didn't have the guts to do, you know, sort of throw the dice and be like, okay, I'm just gonna go out there and do my thing and pray it all works out. I mean, even Anissa, you know, she's another one. Yeah. C T. Yeah. You know, but if you stay in it long enough, if you I think for those that have have stated it and committed, that became the situation, you know. But I mean, personally, I, I 
I don't want to say I didn't want to risk it. I just really didn't see that. Op- I didn't see that opportunity. I didn't see that that potential out of the challenge. Yeah. Let, let me ask you, though, like, so we'll bring it back to the Inferno. If you would have, like, obviously seen what unfolded with CT, obviously on that first episode with uh, him and Davis, would you yeah. have ever pictured in, like, 15 years later, like, he would still be uh, the main figure point that he is now? Or uh, Yes. Really? He's too entertaining to yeah. continue to recast him. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like he's lucky because a lot of the antics that he got away with when I was on and, you know, during that time, sort of early 2000s, you know, with the physical violence, they don't, they don't play that nowadays. At I mean, least yeah. see if there is major physical violence that happens, it, from what I observed, you're pretty much done. And this is just, you know, personal observation. I haven't seen any statements put out by Bune and Murray that's like, okay, not only do we not tolerate violence, like if it happens, we'll kick you off the show, but you'll never be asked back. I've, I've never seen that, but it seems like that's the direction they're going in. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would say like, like now, I guess you could say, like in current day and age, it's more of like, I don't want to say like a PG type of show but it's definitely a little more um not as raw maybe because i mean i you just saw someone get kicked off on the the main show for like a face mush so they've gotten like very um right yeah okay yeah yeah they've cracked down a significant amount i think um it's the sign of the times you know it's just i feel like um you know, there's, there's, there, and, and I actually like this. They're starting to see, um, they don't want to promote certain things, you know, just like back in the days, they may show someone smoking on the side of the house. Now there's like, I mean, yeah. if they showed someone smoking, it would have to be a really interesting scene for them to <laughs> include that. But they really like, there's just certain things like that. that I think MTV doesn't want to associate themselves with. Even little things like water bottles. They don't like plastic water bottles or plastic. You know, they want us to show us in, like using reusable yeah. water bottles. I mean, little things like that. I think it's just they really want to up- uphold a certain image. Now, that doesn't mean that they don't want us to be authentic. And I will say that we, I mean, everything's been the same. I mean, it, it is a very authentic show. Um, and I feel like having us back on having OGs and all stars back on, I feel like it's as real as it gets. Well, I mean, with OGs back and running, I mean, you got the, the main challenge is getting a little bit of uh, competition now, I would say. Um, I wouldn't say we're competition because we're, I mean, two different entities, but um, I just feel like they could never compete with us. Well, I mean, I'm I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm just <laughs> I just don't think I mean, because OGs are the challenge, you know, and I don't know. I, I just don't feel like you they, can compete with like having they're trying to compete with you guys then. Exactly. That's 
<laughs> I mean, I, I would agree with that statement, but, you know, <laughs> we're only two of us, though. So. Yeah, it's only two of us. <laughs> Before we keep diving into some challenge stuff, you mentioned about, um, obviously, nursing. Were you, were you working on the front lines during the pandemic? Um, I did uh, for a very short period of time. I'm actually a surgical nurse, so oh. uh, fortunately, for the most part, I haven't been around COVID positive patients. But there was a period of time during the surge when we had to shut down the surgery center and convert our surgery center into a COVID center just because mm -hmm. of the influx of patients. And during that time, I actually went to the floors to help out the floor nurses with COVID patients. Uh, but that was just for a very, very, very short period of time. And that was actually when they started filming season one, which is what part yeah. of why I couldn't go. I mean, I just couldn't leave. Like, with the surge and then with my family, it was like the worst time. Yeah. That was, um, I think that was in the winter. Yeah. When, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was that like, a, that must have been like a scary time period though, right? Like being. It was, it was. I mean, I will say one reassuring thing is that I was fully vaccinated by that point. Cause you know, we had, we had received the vaccine so early. So that there was a little bit of assurance with that. Um, but yeah, seeing, seeing people, seeing people sick, like, you know, I mean, sick on their deathbed in ICUs and, you know, on ventilators, it's horrible. I mean, honestly, it's horrible. I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish that upon a single person. Um, but I was happy to be able to contribute in some sort of way, even though I wasn't, you know, the, the nurses, I mean, hands off to the nurses that do this every day. I have so much respect for them. I mean, I, I was literally there for like a few weeks just helping out. Um, but I was happy to be able to contribute in that way. But I have so much respect for all of the people, the nurses, the doctors, the RT, everyone that is on the front lines helping out COVID patients. Yeah, we we should show some love for our uh, challenge nurses that we got on the show. Yes, there's a few of us. You and Kendall, I know there's a, maybe a couple on the other show. Yeah, Vanta, I think I heard. Is that, a... That's who I was referencing, yeah. So, we got a couple. Cool, yeah. Yeah. All right, so I want to bring it back to, like, challenge real-world stuff, but what I like to do with, like, my guests is we kind of do like a little bit of a retrospect. So I like to bring it back to when uh, they were first starting out. And I like to get like their perspectives on like their casting stories okay. is what I like to call them. So could you maybe bring it back to what Chanel was up to prior to her real world audition and how that led her to Key West? So um, prior to my real world audition, I was in college at San Jose State. I was a pre-law student. I was um, probably studying for the LSAT at that time. I remember I was working at MAC Cosmetics part-time just, you know, to make money. I, makeup was always a side thing for me. It was never something I wanted to pursue long-term. Um, but, yeah, I was, I was a college student. My plans were law school. And then um, I was actually friends with Jarrell prior to real world. So wow. he reached out to me one day and was like, Hey, Janelle, they're casting for, uh, the challenge at Berkeley. You should come up. I'll give you a, a VIP pass to, 
cut the line. And I was like, ah, okay, I'll do it, whatever. So I brought a friend with me. We went up and um, I cast it and they asked me to stay. I went through the whole process. And then um, it was probably about like five or six months long. I didn't get casted. They called me and told me I wasn't going to get casted. But they asked if I would potentially be interested in like a future show. So I think I had actually casted for Philly. And then I ended up getting on Key West. Oh, wow. So Darrell is to thank then in some regards to... Wow. Uh, uh, entirely he's a thank. 100%. <laughs> so yeah. you had no TV aspirations? This was like just a spontaneous oh. type of thing? Zero. Zero aspirations. Oh. Uh, so if I'm racking your brain a little bit here, do you remember like any of the uh, maybe potential questions that stick out or anything that you feel like maybe uh, is what got them to pique their interest in you? Um, They actually – so during casting, we sat around in a round table. There's probably like 10 of us. They asked, would you lie, cheat, and steal to get ahead? Mm. And so everyone was like, no, no. And I was like, yes. And then uh, I think that was pretty much what it was for them. They were like, okay. She was the one person that was willing to lie, cheat, and steal to get ahead. Um, but I kind of knew, like, that's what the response they were looking for, you know? So I was like, okay, I'm going to give you what you want because I already know that. If everyone over here is saying no, I'm going to be the one person that says yes. So would you say maybe it was like a lot of the other people there were like um, maybe taking the process really seriously and maybe you weren't taking it as seriously and that's what wanted I I honestly, I didn't have a care in the world about doing, doing the show. Like it wasn't, I, it, it wasn't my life goal to get on the real world. I had watched the real world. I knew what the real world was. Um, past that, like I did, had zero aspirations of fame. Um, but yeah, no. So I, I feel like in my interviews, I was just very much myself to as much as I could be myself. It's very uncomfortable interviewing because you're mic'd you got a camera in front of you it's not as natural as a conversation with a friend but um i tried to be as authentic as i could with who i was yeah and how long did it take until they told you that uh you were going to key west so like i said because i didn't i didn't make it on the first because i didn't make it on philly and then I believe Austin was after that. And they called me again for Austin and they had me do like maybe one or two interviews. Real, uh, Key West ended up being a phone call from one of the big producers. They're like, can we fly you down tomorrow? And I was like, okay. Flew down. They're like, how would you literally, the, the conversation was, what have you been up to? How would you feel about doing real world Key West? They told me right then and there the location, but they didn't say I was on. So it wasn't until I got home and maybe a couple of days later, I had received my entrance letter from uh, McGeorge School of Law at UCSF. And then that's when I called them and I was like, okay, I just got my first acceptance letter. And I'm just curious, like, you know, what the plan is. And it honestly, I'm very grateful for Real World because. I feel like the one thing for me when it came to school and college, I was very indecisive about what I wanted to do. 
I really, really, really wanted to go into medicine, but I, I just, I, I, something about becoming a doctor never felt a hundred percent right, but I just didn't know what else existed in the medical field. Mm. Um, but I just knew like, so I kind of started going down the medical path and I was like, I don't really want to be a doctor. And eventually it got to the point where I was like, okay, I need to pick a career and I need, I just need to make a decision. And I just, for whatever reason, I can't even tell you, I'm sure I had a reason at the time I ended up choosing law school and, um, it never sat right with me though. I never was like, I want to be a lawyer. It just always felt like, I hope I'm making the right decision. I hope I'm making the right decision. So when this opportunity came casting for real world, it felt like a way out. So I was very grateful and I was really hoping when I was making that call to casting, like, okay, I just got my call. I just got my first letter from law school. Like I need to know like what's going on over here. Um, and then obviously they, they told me then and there that I was casted. Uh, I was, I was very grateful cause I was like, thank God I don't want to go to law school. <laughs> so you went on real world and then you ended up scrapping the law school idea then, right? Yeah. Mm. I did a couple of the challenges. Um, and then I kind of started going back to the same feeling of, okay, do you know, you still need a career. You still need something to fall back on. And that's when like, I was like, well, what do you really want to do? You do want to go into medicine. And if you don't want to do, you don't want to become a doctor, maybe you need to start thinking about some other options. And then I was in the emergency room one night. I was had the stomach flu really bad. And I met this nurse. And at the end of my experience with them, I was like, I want to be like you. I want to do what you do. Wow. And that's when I pursued nursing. So it's like kind of crazy how like there's these silver linings and you don't like really predict or know them and they just happen. And then it snowballs. That's crazy. <clears throat> totally. And wasn't there like, cause I went and did a little bit of a binge and there was like multiple hurricanes that took place during yeah. like your time period of Key West, right? Do you feel like they specifically designed to put you guys in that location to see what would happen or did it, was it just all coincidental? Uh, I think they were expecting maybe we would get like a big storm possibly. Mm. I don't think that they were anticipating a year of three hurricanes and evacuations. Wow. It was nuts. And when you're evac, like, I don't, I didn't realize how big our crew was until we evacuated. Like oh. how big, like everyone that comes for the show, like when we would caravan out of there and be like, 10 car, 10 vans of like crew. Yeah. And you're like, Oh my God, like all these people work on this, on this show. So I don't think that they would have wanted to have to do that three times, you know? So, uh, when we showed up, that's when Katrina hit. So I was in a hotel in Key West for a week while Katrina was going on. And then Rita and Wilma, we've evacuated for. Mm. Yeah. So I, yeah. they wanted that. But, um, and, and to be perfectly honest with you, I think it took away from what could have potentially been an even better season because it was so focused on the hurricanes and it was like, okay, what else is there? And then people didn't really want to go to Key West. Yeah. 
you know, it kind of really took away from maybe an opportunity of our season to be a little bit of a better season. Right. Like, I think people still look at your season as, like, one of the more compelling seasons because of, like, you know, a lot of the cast is, like, really recognizable, of course. But I think, like, hypothetically, say if they stick, like, your cast in, like, a a Las Vegas-type location, oh, my God. Like, we're talking, like, fireworks. We, we, when we evacuated to, um, I want to say it was Jacksonville, we did, we were in Hollywood, Florida, and then we went to Jacksonville, and then, of course, we went to Fort Lauderdale. We were, like, having so much fun. There was all these people around, and I was like, dude, I wish we could be at any one of these cities. It would be so much better of a season versus, you know, Key West. There was nothing to do. Really? Were you guys, like, isolated? So our house, a lot of times they try to have Cass' house in um, like a downtown setting, but kind of like a little bit outside of the downtown setting. So like everything's sort of walking distance. We were like far outside of the downtown. They considered building our house on top of uh, our tanning salon, but I think it was too small. Mm. Or there was something about it. I I always thought like your guys' house was a little like, odd looking i don't really know how to describe it like it didn't really look like a real world house i don't know like i'm sure maybe once you go inside maybe it's better but like just from like an outside aesthetic like it just like kind of seemed like a little um like cartoonish looking if that makes sense you know like that like outerior design yes it was it was very bright <laughs> that's what i was getting at yes from a very you can you can see our house from any aerial view. Um, it was honestly a really beautiful house, though. It was a really beautiful house. But, um, you know, a lot of real-world houses tend to look like they're in... Um, hotels? In, no, well, they've done some in hotels, but, like, sort of, like, big abandoned buildings. Yeah, I, I can of, see that totally like turn into a house because they're not really houses like most of them aren't really houses there's been some like i want to say new orleans had like a very traditional you know house sort of that's new new orleans style like victorian style house but i see a lot of them tend to like be these like large sort of random buildings that aren't you know (laughs) that aren't necessarily like a house the, the season walls. the season before you guys is like the perfect personification like i think the austin house literally is like just a building just a yes yeah, yeah exactly like yeah but yeah no but your season definitely had like moments like um that were like memorable you know what i mean like i mean like you had paula who was obviously dealing with like what she was going through like and like that's exactly what the show came up on you know like real problems being faced. And I think that's why like so many people resonate with like your season so much. Yeah. And I think that, um, that was really the beauty of the real world before it stopped was that let's show just what life is like when a bunch of strangers get together and live together and you get to see things from different perspectives. And then obviously, you know, real world, just like, completely blew up in like 2006 2007 
And so it wasn't as interesting anymore just to watch people sitting in a house, you know, working a job together, you know, but that was sort of like the beauty I feel like of real world was mm-hmm. to see those see, was to be able to connect with people. Um, and maybe, you know, you had those same experiences of whatever someone was dealing with in the house, you know, that, that to me was the beauty of real world. We were real people with real, with real problems. Yeah. Did you like ever expect in like a million years that like Johnny, like when living in that house, think about like, oh, well, in 15 years from now, this guy's going to be hosting uh NBC first look. He'll win the challenge seven times. Um, actually, I have something funny to say about that. But Johnny, it's so funny that you mentioned that because when I first met Johnny, I was like, so we were the first to meet, you know, two cast members usually meet at a time. Yeah. So pulls up in a golf cart and he's just like so over the top charismatic and just like dominating the conversation I literally had to think to myself for a minute like is am I on the real world or am I being punked like is this an actor (laughs) he seemed just like not a real person (laughs) to me um and then obviously like, I was like, okay, no, I'm really on the real world. But in that, mo- I remember that moment meeting him and thinking to myself, like, wait, is this, is this guy an actor? And like, I'm not really on the real world. Like, am I being punked by somebody? That's just his personality. It's so funny. Well, well if you ever see his, like his casting audition, I think he stood in like front of the Washington monument in a Scooby-Doo costume or something like that. Yeah, that was his real world audition. I remember something about him, like, I remember, like, maybe, like, in a dorm room with his friend. I, I don't remember his cast casting called, or his, uh, his tape too too much, but I remember a part of him being in a dorm room and maybe wearing a banana costume. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. How serious was that, like, uh like bikini ripping off moment between you and him on that season. Like, how do you feel like that would go down today? Um, yeah, I probably wouldn't go down to, it was, well, first off, let me back up to answer your first question. It was very serious. I was so pissed off at him. Um, yeah, we were, and like looking back, I don't know why we jumped in that mucky, dirty Key West water, but we had had a few drinks and a few of us decided to get in the water um Johnny playing around rips off my bra and I was livid and you know especially for me when I did real world and even when I did the two challenges I constantly was thinking about my image constantly like worried like I don't want to come off a certain way like I felt so worried about that like someone like thinking I was going to do something wrong or, or doing something wrong. You know, I just didn't want, I wanted to go and just have fun. Like I didn't want to come, sorry, my computer. I wanted to go and just have fun. I didn't want, I didn't want to be a part of an issue or a problem or drama. I just thought like real world would be a fun opportunity. So that was definitely one of many moments 
where I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be in part of this super embarrassing thing. They're going to, they're absolutely going to show this. Um, and yeah, I was very upset about it. And obviously, you know, me and Johnny made up and I don't think that something like that would fly nowadays, probably more than ever going back to our original conversation about like the CT, there's just a certain brand and an image. I think that they would put that out there because it's real, it's raw, and people still want to see it. But I don't think that they would allow cast members to continue to be part of something if they engage in activities or situations like that. <clears throat> yeah, that just draws back to the point of, like, we that was, like, such a time where, like, things like that were almost, like, I don't want to say normal because you shouldn't like ever like do that in my opinion, but like normal in that context with the show that you signed up for, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe also too, real, you know, producers and the show started to get a lot of feedback, especially with social media about stuff like that, you know, cause you, I see it now. You know, it's like something will happen, like even on the current season, um, I want to say it was Rachel. Um, I don't know what Rachel's last name is, but she did Campus Crawl with Durant. Robinson. She had posted something. I don't know if it was on Twitter, but just about how castmates were coming after the girl champions. But why weren't they doing anything about CT? And just like there is there a level of sexism, those kind of comments being put out there and said, I think, you know, it's like people start to feel like, oh, well, you know, this is sexist or this is racist or this is. And obviously producers pay attention to those things. So I think that why we see those changes nowadays is be is largely due to social media and the fact that people are like you know, I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with this guy punching this person or this person pulling someone's bra or whatever, whatever it is. So I think a lot of those sort of raw moments, they may still happen, but you just may not see those cast members ever again after they happen. So where are you then in terms of the fence in order of like missing the social media wave when you were on your shows back then? Or like, do you wish you would have had like the social media opportunity to maybe potentially like build something? I know you said like it was never in the cards, but like, you know, yeah. I, I honestly still to this day, I have zero desire to like be a like Instagram famous or an influencer. It's just if I mean, if, things come along and they feel right, I will consider them, but it's just not, not my goal to be famous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you kind of are when you're thrusted into this world, but at the same time, as far as like Instagram and social media, it, it, it makes no difference to me. Like I, I, I don't feel like I missed anything. Yeah. So you were talking about like, you know, coming across and worrying about your image when you're on the show. This is always a point that like I talk about with a lot of my guests and it's like one of the better points that we discuss. I always ask them like, how do you feel like the word – because when I use the word edit, 
it, that's a funny word that comes out around a lot in terms of reality TV. But I'll ask you this way. How do you feel like about your portrayal on your first stint on like the show? Like, how do you feel like you came across or were you okay with it or? You know, honestly, I was, I wasn't. I think what was hard for me is how they portrayed my relationship with Svetlana. Um, because there was always this image or this idea that me and Tyler just picked on her and bullied her, which was the farthest thing from the truth. Um, I will say I had a very difficult time being able to form a relationship with her. And I really did because for me, I always had a lot of, I've always had a lot of girlfriends. So I just assumed that I was going to go into the house and like be friends with everybody. But I will say it, you know, she kind of came into the house. Like I don't have girlfriends and she made it clear. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not friends with girls. Like I usually only have guy friends. And so that was the first of many moments where I was just like, huh? Like, how do I, be, how do I become friends with you? And then, you know, as time kind of went by and there was definitely some things that made it very challenging for me, especially at that age, especially, you know, being 22 years old to deal and act with her and like manage my frustrations about certain things that she did. So naturally I just like vented, you know, like how you would vent to a friend, but when we vent, it's on national TV. So it gets portrayed as if like you're being mean or you're being bullied when really you're just like, Oh, I'm so tired of this, you know? Um, because you don't have outlets. You don't have like a private space to really like talk to like friends or, you know, um, you don't, you just don't have the same like outlets because you're deprived of all those things for a reason. So, um, that, was hard for me because when the show aired and, um, you know, it, there was this sort of betrayal of like me and Tyler, you know, bullying her. I was like, there's no way, like there was never my intention. And even I think what was more upsetting was that there was so many great experiences that I had with Svetlana. And over time I really pushed to like really get to understand her and know her and try to form a relationship with her. Um, like I would have sit down conversations. I'm like, listen, like I have nothing against you whatsoever. Like I sometimes don't interact just because I don't want there to be drama. I don't really know how to interact with you because you don't make it easy for me. And I just want to like keep the peace in the house. And like, I want to be friends. Um, or like we would like go on walks and talk about things. And even for her birthday, like I made her a birthday cake, but you don't see any of that stuff because, you know, for editing purposes, it doesn't fit into their storyline. So you only see the, oh, you know, Svetlana crying because she feels like she's being picked on. But then it's just like, okay, you're not seeing all the reasons why that's led up to this moment of us feeling like, oh my God, I can't deal with this any this situation anymore, this person anymore. Um, and then... You know, you don't see see sort of the things that lead up to it. You just see the tids and bits of us being like frustrated or mad or just like, you know, to the end of a situation. 
Right. Would you think that maybe you got typecasted as kind of like the I'm better than you type of chick, maybe? Oh, yeah. Because even in my... There was like a clip. I don't remember. I don't remember where I saw this like little like line of me, Key West, newest diva. And I was like, oh, (laughs) here we go. Like, you know what? I hate to say it. But I feel like a lot of women of color get put into that box. If you have a strong personality, you speak up for yourself. You, 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 you know, you're very open to just like being yourself. And all of a sudden you're just portrayed as being like a diva. Yeah. Unfortunately, I feel like that just kind of comes with the territory. No, especially back then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, and I didn't really think about that before casting. I wasn't, like, worried about any of that stuff. Because in my mind, I was like, I know I'm friendly. I have a lot of friends. Like, I am pretty much can make friends with anybody. I didn't think about being typecasted or having differences with people in the house. <laughs> I just didn't think that that would happen. Or, like, having a problem with someone or even getting into a fight with somebody. Yeah. So let me ask you, though, say if, like, there were no cameras around and say, like, you ran into Svetlana, like, on the street, like, without a real world setting, do you think, like, you guys were people that could have potentially came to, like, a common ground as friends? Or you think it wouldn't have mattered either way? Like, personalities maybe just wouldn't have mixed? Uh, I don't think, I, I think our personalities are very, very different, but I could definitely see myself being cordial with someone like her. But um, I feel like as far as like living and having a relationship with her, I don't know. It's hard to say because when you're in, when you're filming these shows and you're mic'd every day and you've got cameras on you and you have this like level of anxiety, like all kind of like low level of anxiety at all times, it's really hard to gauge how, and how real everything is, including your relationships with people. Mm-hmm. Well, let, let me actually just say for me during world key West, that's what it is. This current season was probably my most authentic self because I've learned to get past all that. But for, but during that time period, I was still very much like, okay, there's like all these cameras and everything felt so edgy to me. Um, but yeah, even even after the show, like I I definitely made an effort to like form a relationship with her because I felt like we had all been through this experience together. Even if we didn't get along and we had our moments, like we should still all like be able to have some sort of like relationship. And she was definitely the one person that just I think for all of us just kind of went off and did her own thing yeah and still to this day it seems like not a whole lot of people if any know what she's up to these days she seemingly went off the grid and even despite how long it's been like there's still so many like you know challenge fans that are still to this day like mesmerized you know and hoping that uh, and i don't know if like you knew this or not there was a bunch of like rumors floating around the off season that she was supposed to be uh coming on all stars too but I legitimately thought she was on up until I got on the bus and I was like, oh, is Svetlana here? Like, that was my first, like, because I was, like, so excited that potentially three cast members were going to be on All Stars 2. 
Like that, that, those rumors, we all believed. Those rumors floating around about her being on season two. Like I literally got on the bus and was like, is Fetlana here? And like, they're like, no, she's, I'm like, so I don't know if she was casted and then didn't show up or if it was just a huge rumor. But I was excited. I mean, I thought it would have been awesome to have three Key Westers on season two. So did like, I'm presuming like the same rumors that you probably heard were like the same ones that a casual fan were hearing or did you, or were you let on with something different? Like, um, I just think a lot of the, a lot of the spoiler accounts tend to be pretty reliable. Ah, okay. So when a spoiler account posts, anything about us and potentially things that may be happening in the future, we see it and we're kind of like, Oh, okay. Most of the time we know if it's correct or incorrect. Cause a lot of times, even when they, like when they post, there were spoiler accounts that posted who cast members were going to be for season two. There were some where we we're like, okay, that's not correct. But for the most part, we're like, a lot of this is correct. Wow. So you actually went into this thing expecting to see Spetlana then? Yes, I was. And I was actually like excited of the opportunity to be able to reconnect with her and like for there to be three Key Westers doing like a season together. Do you think there was like any truth to that at any point or was this just like details no. got like mixed up or it was just like, I don't know. No clue. I actually... Well, maybe there was talks with her. I have no idea, but I can say for sure she wasn't part going to be part of season two. There were two girls that dropped out, but she wasn't one of them. Okay, that makes sense. So how how long would you say like you've not heard from her like after you guys got uh, finished with Key West? I we did like a twentieth reunion real world like bash, and I had seen her there. Um, and I actually was like, yeah, we should connect after we like traded, we, you know, we swapped our contact information and I was hoping to, you know, connect with her then, but never heard from her from then. But I don't take it personal. Like I said, um, I think a lot of us have tried to make that connection with her and no one's been able to. So I don't know what personal things like she's got going on or why she's decided to separate herself from all of us and the show, but you know, that's her personal decision. So what do you feel like the odds are of a potential Key West homecoming of a real world? I think it's, I, I think it's, it's there's a, there's a chance. <laughs> well, there's I, a chance. I, I think you guys are probably at least, <laughs> was there, was there eight of you guys or was there still seven? seven. There was seven. I always get mixed up because there's usually four girls, but your season had four guys. So, okay, seven. Yeah. You guys could probably get six of you to co-sign on it. I don't, I'm don't. i not sure uh, if you can get her, but yeah. that, that'd I, be the one. I feel like we need her. It wouldn't be the same without her. Oh, definitely. You definitely need her, but. Yeah. yeah. But who knows? We'll see. We'll yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, yeah, we talked about kind of like uh, the women of color, you know, coming across on the show. I don't know if you knew this or not, but for 13 years, you were actually the last uh, female winner of uh, Black Descent to uh, win a challenge. Does that mean anything to you? 
Yeah, I mean, it, it obviously means a lot. I mean, it feels good to be in that sector. At the same time, I wish there was more representation. Um, but with that being said, I feel like All Stars has definitely made an effort to increase the amount of cast members of color. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's, it's a really great thing to be a part of. It really is. So... Mm -hmm. I'm happy about that. Yeah, and your win, I mean, you had kind of like a, uh, at that time, at least like a rare type of win, because usually we see like rookies always like, you know, have to go through the gauntlet in a sense. And yeah. you kind of won your season without, you know, having to see an elimination. You, you played a pretty good political game. I'll be honest. Yeah. Like, well, you know what? So the girls were very intimidated by me. And I think that that really worked in my favor for Inferno because of the way that um, nominations were set up for the Inferno game. Gauntlet, it worked completely against me. And if I was smart, but I just, I didn't, I didn't think about any of this going into it. If I was smart, I would have used that to my advantage in Gauntlet 2, in Gauntlet 3. Um, because I could have easily went to Coral, who was uh, a veteran, because I was a rookie when I was on Gauntlet 3. And they and Coral came up to me, and you guys never saw this conversation because there, were, there weren't cameras around. But she came up to me and she said, we're going to vote you in. And she said, we're going to vote you in because all the girls are intimidated by you, so they want you gone. And I was like, okay. Um, my, my mind wasn't really in that game. Oh, I will say that. But my biggest mistake was when I got voted in back when we did gauntlets, you would do a challenge, then immediately go into the gauntlet. Um, so I knew I was going in directly after the challenge. That challenge that day was hard. So we were lifting these wooden planks over this car so that the car could drive along. And um, we had, I don't know why her, her name is like slipping my mind right now. It always does for Julian, Julian was in, was driving the car. So she, her job was just to sit there and steer the car. And then the guys were pushing and then the girls and some of the guys were going, you know, doing the planks and it was so much work. I mean, literally like it was like this long stretch of sand and, and we're just like lifting these planks and moving them to the front, lifting, moving them to the front. And we were in the lead. Um, and I just remember dying, like literally just like, don't stop, don't stop. And then by the end I was like dead. I was gassed. So when they told me I was going in, I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm going to do anything after like literally like this hard ass challenge. So I chose Jody to go against and the team voted her in for me. I didn't, it didn't occur to me or I didn't really think that here this person is that really, she didn't do anything. She's not tired. Um, why would you choose her to go against in anything, regardless of size differences? So um, our ball, I want to say it was called ball brawl. Ball brawl. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm going to dominate her in this game. So first, first ball grabbed it, pulled it over the line second one the camera guy got in the way and so I'm like trying to go around the cameraman because my whole strategy was like okay since I'm gassed I'm gonna make her run out and go grab the ball 
bring it towards the line, tackle it from her, and then cross over with the ball. So that worked the first time. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Hold on one second. You're good. That worked the first time. The second time, she just went right around the cameraman. And then after that, I was just like, I don't have any more in me. <coughs> Sorry. Yeah, so I was like, I'm done. <laughs> Your mind just wasn't in it, you think? <coughs> no, I just, yeah. So I, I don't even think it was just my mind wasn't in it. It was just like, well, as far as the Gauntlet 3, like, I just... I, you know, the rookies were outside in these, like, miserable huts. I just was, like, not really into, like, wanting to be there at that point. So I was like, you know what? It's okay if I go. Yeah, even you and Tyler kind of, like, butted heads on that show, too. We did. Were you guys not cool at that time? We were. I just didn't agree with the way he was going about. I mean, just, like, I got, I was told I was going in. And I took it on the chin. He was told he was going in and he just threw the biggest fit about it, made this huge scene. And I was like, bro, go in. Like, is it, worst case scenario, you leave. But like, pull your shit together. Like, I just like, he was just making such a huge scene about it that I just, it bothered me so much. Like, it was just like, like, suck it up and go in. <laughs> you probably i don't know if you remember this your exact line oh, you, you like you pointed over to the veterans and you're like this isn't a charity event <laughs> yeah i was just like no one's handing you the money like if you're being told you're gonna go in go in but again yeah. i felt like there were opportunities for me personally in that in my as far as gauntlet three to play to play a better game, I should have probably voted in someone who had equally the amount of work that I was doing that same day. Um, <clears throat> also, I should have played a better strategic game. I should have went to Coral and said, hey, listen, don't nominate me ever and I won't nominate you ever. You're one of the strongest girls there. You know I'm one of the strongest girls here. If you don't say my name, I'll make sure my team doesn't say your name and we'll make it to the end. Yeah. I could have played that game, but, um, you know, you don't know, you, you don't, I was young and I, I didn't really think about strategy at that point. So did you like, uh, do any going back and watching prior to all stars maybe, or no, you're not like that? No, <laughs> I, I mean, as far as like my personal gameplay like i know i remember enough to know like what i did you know <clears throat> yeah and, and i gotta ask you because I'll, I'll give you two options this will be like a rapid fire here because in my opinion you had those back-to-back -back seasons of inferno three and gauntlet three they both had like two two of in my opinion greatest like intros you know like before the episodes they'll have like those intros they had the one of you guys on the Inferno 3 where I think it was the badasses were driving like those um, four wheelers and then you had the good guys like <laughs> like running away from you guys. I thought that was cool. And then I think honestly, in my opinion, the Gauntlet 3 uh, intro was like the greatest one of all time. Like that was so cool. Yeah, I think like people were climbing out of the sand or something like that. Yeah. yeah. 
Which one did you like better? Or which one was more fun to I, film? Rather? I, I loved filming the Inferno 3. It was so really? fun. Oh, yeah. How long did that take, would you say? It was like a whole day thing. Wow. Yeah, no, the I it's a, it those are those two for me are close, but yeah. I don't know. I think the song is probably what tips the scales in favor of Gauntlet Three. Yeah, okay. I don't even remember the song. <laughs> it was I think you guys were filming in was it South Africa for Inferno Three? Yeah. Wow. That was that seemed cool then. Was that one of your favorite parts of the you didn't like? Percent. I loved South Africa. It was amazing. One of the most beautiful places I've ever been. Favorite location of uh, MTV show you've been to? A hundred percent South Africa. Without yeah. it. Yeah. So I saw on your story the other day, too, you had a story. I think it was you, Casey, might have been Casey. You, Casey, Darrell, and I think it, you guys were in London. Was that at a, like a bar appearance or something? Yes. Yeah. No, we, um, Tyler actually hooked this up. We did a a spring break photo shoot. It was like for a company. I can't remember the name of the company, um, but they asked us to come out and do like promos for their company in London and um, Paris. Oh, wow. Did you get a lot of gigs like post show um, for like bar appearances, yeah. speaking engagements? Yeah, I think Key West was sort of the last to really get all that. And then all those other reality shows kind of took over. And then they started getting most of the, you know, like Jersey Shores kind of took over. And who knows what other ones. What was like the favorite place that uh, you've been to on like an appearance or something? Oh. Um, I probably would say, geez, there's so many fun places. Ohio was actually really fun. Wow, that's surprising. No, but like, like Ohio's actually like a like a really fun place to go. Actually, I remember the people being really friendly, the bars and like the nightlife being really fun. Um, but honestly, I love almost all the appearances that I've done. It's been it was a great opportunity to travel, and you just gotta love fans. Like they just they're in it and they love it, and like you just it's just an awesome experience to engage with fans because of how much they love the show and they know you and you know, so every, every engagement was special in its own way. Do, do you ever think back time to time? on like 20 something year old Janelle when you were like out and about and uh, constantly on the road or is you like the more reserved life now of uh, being I, a mom and nurse? I love the more reserved life. I'm really not a huge party person like I would be more so into like doing engagements of some kind if they weren't like at a bar because it's just really not really my thing in general like yeah and wilding out it's just it's never really been my thing um <clears throat> but I mean I I I have to say I do enjoy like my privacy and my private life but you know I'm I've come to be a little bit more accepting and willing of like this opportunity now and being on social media and like opening up my life to social media. So we'll see how that goes. 
And it seemed like from seeing you on Instagram, it seemed like you trained pretty hard coming into All-Stars, right? Like, did you do anything different than what you did in your first challenges? You know, I I work out consistently. So I really didn't do much of anything, but I did start running because I always think of, I never really think of the challenges. I always think of the finals. And that's what you really need to train for. Like the challenges. Yeah. They're going to be hard. They're going to be, you're going to do weird shit. You're, I mean, it's, it's kind of, some stuff is hard to train, train for when it comes to the challenges. Cause you just do weird shit, but the endurance you need to run a final, like people have no idea the amount of miles we clock during these finals. So that's what you have to be prepared. That's what you have to prepare your body for. No, and I think like the like the one quote that stuck out to me the most is like there's the final, but there's what's leading up to the final and it's the days leading up to it. Like I know in some cases before uh, some finals, like probably like three days before, you know, like cast members would like um, I think like cut back on the amount that they would eat and then like consume more water or something like that before a final. So like, yeah, you hit it right on the head. Finals, like if you want to be able to compete, I think that's what you should prepare for is like the, the final itself. Cause that's probably the hardest part. Yeah. I mean, I definitely will say though that, I mean, you know, I went into it pretty fit and I went into it just kind of in my normal sort of like, okay, I work out. Um, but definitely it's a whole, I, I do realize now it's a whole other level of like fitness. If you want to be really good at doing things. Um, but all in all, I, I feel like, you know, I won't let the fans down. (laughs) <laughs> how many people did you know coming into this like obviously you know tyler oh, clearly you knew Darrell. really yes wow almost in the, almost the, almost the entire cast uh, yeah. i figured the i figured the cancun people since they're a little on the younger side you might and all of gauntlet and inferno three people wow yeah so okay so maybe you weren't too uh wasn't too hard to be socially connected then in the house <laughs> well uh thank you for your time today and um you know i look forward to uh seeing how it unfolds on uh, november 11th when it premieres and uh for the fans that have been waiting since uh your last gauntlet three exit scene when uh, you had that confessional uh when you're walking off the beach and you said this won't be the last time you'll see me well now <laughs> <laughs> now finally uh that holds true but um thank you again Okay, thank you guys so much. I appreciate this opportunity. And yeah, hopefully we'll be able to speak in the future. For sure. All right. Thank you again. Have a good rest of uh, your day. Okay. Have a good one. Thanks. Bye.